Hallelujah. That was uh, one of the most meat-filled prophetic worship times for those tuning in in Facebook business, Roku, iTunes, and SoundCloud, or just watching the recording on YouTube. The prophetic worship time, there's a lot of prof prophetic declarations that come forth that are really powerful that I don't talk about during the actual preaching. It's a, it's a deep time of Davidic psaltery, you know, where you have prophecy mixed with music. That's what the book of Psalms is. It's Davidic psaltery. It's mixing prophetics, or the spirit of prophecy and the living word of God with music. And it's really twice as powerful. We do it every day for the last three or three years or so. We've had a nearly a daily broadcast, a thousand of those prophetic declaration worship times in the last three years, about a thousand of them. But I recommend people just get this 2019, because honestly, this year is on a totally different level than last year. But if you don't have a grid for this level, go back to 2018, 17, and 16, but really start there, because that's when I really started. Uh, Full-time ministry for me really started when I was commissioned in 2016. That's when we went out from our weekly to our daily, because it took me 17 years, just like Paul, to get really purified. It did. Hallelujah. 17 years to get all the lust and pride to a level where I'm consistent with speaking my Father's words. And that purification is really necessary in everyone at least 17 years before they're released into full-time ministry. Otherwise, it's just going to be a lot of immature garbage. And it's all good because a lot of people are coming out of tremendous immaturity, tremendous lust, tremendous pride, incredible amounts of Leviathan pride. And that's one of the main things we're dealing with right now this season is Leviathan, also known in Scripture as Egypt. And it's the pride of Satan that works in your carnal brain, your carnal mind, which is your brain, not the mind of Christ. That's the river out of your belly. And a Christian's real mind is in their belly. But the false mind of the old man, of the animal soul in the blood, is in the brain. And all of that has to be crucified with Christ. The animal soul, or the mark of the beast, or the, the soul that's in the blood. In Leviticus it says the animal soul is in the blood. That's what it's written in the Bible. The animal soul of the blood. Okay, So we don't want the animal soul. We don't want the mark of the beast, the carnal mind. We don't want the brain as our leader. That's the animal soul. Anyone that's brain-led follows Satan and his angels 100% of the time. Anyone who has the mind of Christ out of their belly flowing rivers and springs in the rainbow of Noah's Ark, as it was in the days of Noah, are going to be in the mind of Christ, in the rainbow crackling with fire. You know, no more types and shadows. Now we're in Revelation 4.15 with the lightnings and the thunders and Revelation 5 with the four living creatures because we're in Christ in heavenly places and we're not religious fanatics. We're not outer man sorcerers, you know. Christianity of the outer man is nothing less than sorcery. It is literally the practice of sorcery. Christianity of the inner man is actually real Christianity. And very few people practice real Christianity. And most people have a mixture of both that are double-minded or schizophrenic. Some days they're an outer man 
Other days, you know, it's a good day. I prayed in tongues for two hours. I had an inner man day. We want to come to a place of maturity where every day is an inner man day, which is the place of hundredfold glory. That there's no mixture of the outer man and the, the carnal mind and the brain of the soul of the animal blood of the outer natural man. But all of that natural man of the brain and the flesh and the bones and the blood and the marrow is crucified with Christ. So that only the inner man of the spirit in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, the source of our spirit life, is built up into full spiritual stature. And you already are in full spiritual stature. How can that be? Because you're joined to Christ. Christ is 33 years old the perfect representation of God the Father, and you've been joined to Him. So even the first day you're born again, as long as you stay in Him, you enjoy His full spiritual stature. And none of it's based on your works or your performance or anything like that. The fallen angels will come and try to pull you away from Christ, your teacher and your leader, you know, inwardly, the springs that lead you and guide you. Hallelujah, and they lead you into some religion. And religion always makes it about you and your performance, your works, your do's and don'ts, and it's all the false prophet working through the brain. False prophet is partially Leviathan. Leviathan, the pride realm, works with Jezebel, but Jezebel is primarily the false prophet, which is using Satan's stars that fell from heaven and false holy spirits to speak into your mind do's and don'ts. And... I get around prophetic people, and I mean, the immaturity in the prophetics in America is so insane. I mean, you're better off half the time going to a psychiatric hospital, because it's basically what it is. It's a psychiatric hospital. And it's cool that people are trying, but you have to come out of carnal prophetics, because that's the false prophet Jezebel. And Jezebel is so interwoven in the prophetic stream of the prophetic works in America and the prophetic churches in America, most people have embraced Jezebel as the prophet. <laughs> Even in mainstream prophetic schools that we deal with all the time, and it's like, why would that awesome prophetic ministry come out and call Red Letter Ministries Satan and denounce it and tell all their students that we're the devil? I mean, they're, they're accurate prophetically sometimes. Because I'm telling you, if you have mixture here in the brain and the carnal realm, you can be influenced by the fallen angels, the angel of light that deceives, and to pull you out into a satanic star realm of the second heavens, and they'll convince you with every lying sign and wonder that what they're doing is the true prophetic, and anyone that has the springs of the Garden of Eden is the false prophet. So Leviathan and Jezebel are working together to turn all the, all the false against the true. That's why we have, like, almost nobody in this ministry. I mean, you're somebody, but it's... People come and go and they can't receive because they're completely filled with Leviathan and Jezebel. And that's the exact and accurate situation of what we're dealing with in the church of America and the world. It's the potent sorcery that deceived all nations of the external realm. That people can be influenced still through their outer men, influenced with the stars and the air, the prince of the power of the air, and the stars that fell from heaven. Revelation calls Satan and his angels the stars that fell from heaven, and his tail swept one-third of the stars, so that your brain is controlled by the natural starlight of Janes and Jambres and the do's and don'ts of the false prophet in the brain, Jezebel in the brain, instead of the river of life out of your belly flowing springs and, and rivers. So that the, the third heaven is not your leader, but still the second heavens, and yet we're all born again. That's the situation accurately worldwide right now in Christianity, that we've been tremendously and, and almost entirely second heavens led, and the third heaven is where? 
in your belly? Who's belly led? Who has an unction to function? Who has an unction from the Holy One and knows all things? He who's led by the springs within their own spirit life. Out of your innermost being flowing springs of the waters of life, which is the glory of God, of the third heaven. Where does it come? John 7:38, Amplified Classic. Out of your innermost being. If you are not currently aware of your innermost being, you're ensnared of the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great, and you're coming out of the Great Tribulation. Simple as that. That's what happens now. These are the days of Noah. You know, we have an anointing and a mantle on my life. We, because me and this, these angel armies, otherwise I couldn't be here today. But people are like, what do you mean when you say we? Uh, did you see these legions of angels and chariots of fire? This is like the spirit of Elijah here. You have to because Je Jezebel's turned nearly every Christian in the charismatic church against the true springs of the innermost being, reality of true Christianity, and they're all externalists. They're all satanic star brain Christians. I mean, all? Well, yeah, all. Oh, because if you're in the spring, then you're one with the Father. And would the Father ever murder the Son? So all, everything that's not in the Father is sin. Everything that's not faith or inner man is wickedness, ripping you off right now. <laughs> See, there's only one Spirit, and there's only one God and Father of us all. There cannot be divisions and factions in the inner man controlled by the one Father of all spirits. How many devils are working against Christians right now? The Bible says 200 million. He gave you a number. Revelation chapter 9. And I heard their number. 200 million devils working against you. So more than ever, you need the full armor of God on. Honestly, you guys know, people think I'm a fanatic, but if I don't spend an hour or two hours every morning, even after all these years of experience, I get influenced. And, I, and it doesn't matter how much you've done in the past, how much fasting and prayer you've done in the, in the past, it doesn't matter how much you prayed in the tongues in the past, you have to die daily or you can fall from your high and lofty perch in this life. You, you couldn't do enough stuff in the past to prepare, prepare you for today. And that's wonderful. You have all those experiences and they enrich you with wisdom. But if you are not dying continuously day after day, you get seven times worse. Remember Lot's wife who turned back. She was coming out of Sodom, almost made it, and then still had a hook in her heart, turned around, turned into a pillar of salt, which is the bitterness of Wormwood, the star that fell from heaven. Tempting everyone to get bitter because they didn't get what they want in Babylon the Great. I prayed, I fasted, I didn't And the love of many will wax cold because they couldn't get it their own way. They couldn't manipulate God the Father. You will never manipulate the true Father. And when Christians come up against God the Father, like in this ministry, it's a, it's a fork in the road. Are you going to have it the Father's way and submit to the Father's authority? And I'm not the Father. I'm a, I'm a son of the Father. But I, I represent the Father and minister before the Father's throne day and night for years. And this is a fork in the road for you. Will you submit to the Father and do it the Father's way, which is not a human way, which is not an earthly way, which is not an external way, but an internal way, and an internal truth, and an internal river of life? Or will you go out and get frustrated and do it your own way and hit your head against the wall until you bleed out and die, which we've seen so many hundreds and even thousands do, when they can't manipulate the Father, when they 
you know what I'm saying? You've seen it thousands of times. People come around and they'll do anything they can to stay in control of their life. It's called Jezebel. It's the witchcraft of manipulation, pretending to be submitted to the Father, but still working iniquity, which means doing your own thing. Still out there, you look, I mean, my God, the older prodigal son of Luke 15 looked like a Christian. He went to church every Wednesday night at Bible, a Bible study, every Sunday morning. He sat on the front row, did everything wrong. You know, he had the safeguard on his computer so that even the pastor could look at his pornography, and he never looked at pornography because he had safeguard on his computer. He had perfect external discipline and never did, it, never did anything overtly wrong in his entire life. And yet, he was a devil. He was a devil. He literally weeped and gnashed his teeth when he saw a demonstration of the Father's grace. The, the older prodigal son is the pride of life and the primal evil that separates man's souls from God the Father. That's what's being dealt with. The red dragon, the pride of life. We have tried to be good, but human, humanity is not good by works, but by faith alone in Christ. You just can't emphasize it enough, and I mean, my God. Everyone just tempted by, in this brain realm to do good. And only the Father's good. Jesus said even of himself, why do you call me good? For only the Father is good. He lowered himself to our level and related with sinners so that we could be restored and relate again to our Heavenly Father and understand the relationship in healthiness of spirit to God the Father. Not in confusion of the brain trying to relate through works like older prodigal son syndrome, which is nothing less than madness. He wants to turn your madness into gladness. <laughs> the older prodigal son of the external discipline of the flesh was a devil. Truly what was in his heart by performing external religion was the grave. He murdered his little brother. That son of yours didn't even consider him a brother because he didn't do anything good. He'd never done a good act. He'd never given to the poor. He'd never gone to church. And when the Father gave him grace and let him just go right into the glory cloud, he freaked out, and the true nature of religion of the red dragon and the pride of life was exposed in Luke 15. It's Cain. It's original sin. That I'm better than you by what I do or by what I know. By my revelation. So by my book, by my revelation, fill my brain, information, information, and I can be good by knowledge. That's Satan. That's the red dragon. The pride of life is that I am in some way better than you by what I know or by what I do. The self-righteousness of the works of the flesh. The pride of life. The red dragon. You remove the red dragon and the pride of life and the self-righteousness of the brain and the self-righteousness of the works of the flesh, you will instantly have revival in your life. Now you might get murdered and attacked by those that are operating in the red dragon of the pride of life around you, but if you endure it, they'll be added unto you. You'll have a harvest. And by murdered, I mean they will bite at you with reptile beak. They'll come after you because you're exposing the self-righteousness of the red dragon. You're exposing the pride of life and the false Christianity of Jezebel and the false Christianity of Leviathan, the pride of Satan that you can be something apart from God the Father on earth is the pride of Satan. 
and it's in every Christian church in every building made by human hands worldwide. Even the greatest charismatic signs and wonders churches are completely full of the pride of Satan. Why? Because they're still murdering the sons of God. They st- I mean, they haven't overcome anything. In fact, if they don't repent and enter the promised land, they'll die and their entire ministries will be lost to the ministers of the promised land. It's true. And trust me, I'm not happy about it. We want everyone to live and not perish. But if you insist on the wilderness and insist, what's the wilderness? The mixture of you and God. Cross the Red Sea. So now you're born again. Got fire insurance. Awesome. Now you go through the wilderness, which is the removal of self. And the promised land is the complete removal of self for the fullness of the Father to manifest through your whole heart and your mind and personality constantly. I mean, you think everyone would rush in, but people love themselves. What does it say? Revelation chapter 12, and they love not their lives even unto death, which means the full removal of death, which is the delusion of self. There's no self. Self is the curse of the fall. You don't have a self. I don't have a self. What we do have is sin, and sin is self. And when your sins are washed away, you have no consciousness of self, only God the Father's glory, like a river flowing out of your belly and through your mind. That's what it means to learn how to love. Get over yourself. Get over your wilderness. Get the snakes out, the scorpions, all the lust, all the pride, all the strife, all the envy, all the comparisons, all the stuff that says you're something by what you know or by what you do. Because it's Satan. It's not God. It's the devil. It's demons, and it puffs you up in pride, and it turns you into the sons and daughters of Satan, and you start to get fathered by the serpents in the wilderness. Oh, we see it. I've seen it thousands of times. They get born again. They even start speaking in tongues, and some sorcerer will come around and say, Hey, you know, you're something special in your brain. You don't need to change. Be a better you. And they start feeding their ego. They start feeding their father wounds. They start manipulating and conniving and slithering through the wounded places of their soul. Next thing you know, they're ensnared of a sorcerer that takes advantage of the wounds of your souls. Come on, somebody. (laughs) You know we needed to hear that. (laughs) We have been manipulated by men and women claiming to be Christian leaders forever forever i mean that not every generation is just and then even the good ones i mean you could point out the stuff and Catherine Kuhlman, you could look at smith wigglesworth and there was stuff that was so far off it's disgusting of the, how much refinement more was needed to overcome the death that killed them and sent them to heaven in their own lives so even the greatest fathers and mothers of the faith so to speak didn't overcome much. Not much. You put them all together of every generation since Adam, and this generation will go way beyond. So the calling and the destiny is so humongous and so big to overcome all the principalities that he already overcame. You just have to drink his victory. It's all in the cup. You know, when Joshua and Caleb come with the promised land grapes, they're coming with the cup of the new covenant. It's just, can you drink it and get over self? When you drink it, it actually dissolves self, which is the removal of your sins. There's no such thing as the forgiveness of sins without the removal of self-awareness. Because you're not, how are you getting your sins forgiven if it's still about you and you're still in there controlling your life? You haven't been forgiven of anything. You get forgiven when you drink his cup and your consciousness gets cleansed and purged from you to him. 
I'm only aware of the Father flowing out of my belly with rivers of glory. The menorahs, the seven spirits of God, flowing out of my holy of holies of God in me, the throne of God in the Lamb, and the river proceeds from the throne of God in the Lamb. Revelation 22, verse 1. And where is the throne of God in the river? In your belly, John 7, 38, out of your innermost being. So now, through Christ, the veil's been torn, which means your spirit is now directly connected to God the Father on the throne, and your spirit is in your belly. And if you renew your mind to God in you, you walk in what Adam and Eve walked in before they fell. It's the full reverse of the curse that's been available for 2,000 years. All you have to do is agree and repent of everything in you and stop trying to change others like a hypocrite around you and actually start sanctifying your own heart and start seeing God, learning how to love and stop putting the yoke on others that you yourselves don't obey. You know, Stop being hypocrites. Once we, the, the Christians, and I'll include myself in all this too because this is good stuff, once we stop being hypocrites, we can actually demonstrate what it means to be a Christian, a Jesus Christ one. Christian means an anointed one. An anointed one that has all the resources of God the Father flowing out of their innermost being and through their personality to meet every need of every man, woman, and child in the garden. And what's their need? Their spiritual need. You know, we're not producing beggars. We're not producing, you know, poverty. We're not producing <laughs> devils. We're not producing losers. We're producing winners in resurrection power that can create economies, create wealth. It says in Deuteronomy, Abraham, I have given you the covenant to create wealth. The glory creates wealth. You'd be shocked since 1981 how much wealth I've created in this country that my spirit has produced. And it's all going to be restored. Your spirit does stuff before your mind even realizes it. All advancements in technology, Silicon Valley, you know, all the stuff that those that are in the flesh actually go out and do, they think they're doing it in their flesh. They're actually stealing from those spirit life that brought it forth out of heaven into the earth. That's what it, that's what it means to restore all things and restore the fortunes of Zion, which means all the works of our spirit and our angels that have been doing it through the earth, that the flesh realm and the snakes in the garden, that the flesh is the thief, have stolen and claimed by self by the works of the flesh, will be, be restored to the spirit life that actually brought it forth out of the kingdom of heaven. That's what it means to restore the fortunes of Zion. Zion is the spiritual works of the believers. Everything your spirit's done that you haven't got credit for in the natural realm that's been stolen from you by the thieves of the carnal mind of the flesh. Hallelujah. It's all going to break forth now and everyone's going to see what every heart has been doing in secret this entire time. And those that have been in the prayer closet in the secret place, those that have been sanctifying themselves from unrighteousness will be promoted and exalted onto the stages of all the earth and all, and all society and to the pillars and, and to the leadership of cities and nations. But those who have been the thieves will lose everything because they didn't do it. They're thieves. Only, only what you do in the spirit has rewards, even of finances, according to Scripture. If you didn't do it in the Spirit, you stole it. So we look at all these billionaires, and it's like, well, I wonder if their Spirit actually created that wealth, or are they just holding it for us 
until we come into a place of maturity and our minds renewed to the place of enforcing the white throne judgment seat of Christ to restore the fortunes of Zion, to have the tabernacle of David and all of the power and authority of the kingdom of heaven through the earth dimension. We're ma mature enough to know we're the kings and priests of the third heaven through the earth realm, through the surface of the earth, without getting ripped off and our birthright stolen from religious devils and religious flesh, saying that it all be belongs to God out in outer space somewhere, and they give Satan the glory, and Satan still manipulates the immature Christians. Truth or not? Hallelujah. This is the time of the restoration of all things which means healing the natural realm to the spirit realm's superiority. Everything done in the flesh, submitting and bowing to the glory of God. Like Joseph's 11, 11 brothers, they threw him in the pit. Joseph got all purified, refined, didn't get bitter, got better, overcame the pit into the palace, went through all the purification to become the apostle and the savior of his family, really. And then they all came and they bowed before him. That's how it will be for everyone that's inwardly sanctified and all the external stuff that's ripped them off will come back to you and will bow to you. That's how you'll be restored sevenfold because of the glory of God that will be coming out of your own hearts and through your spirits and your souls completely healed from being continually mistreated by the external realm. And you just didn't get bitter. You just knew what was going on. You had understanding. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Literally seven times, 70 times every single day. What's the seven times 70? The seven mountains and the 70 elders. The elders are the warlocks of the seven mountains of Babylon the Great. They just rob you. They just rob the holy people since the day they were born of everything that their spirit's done. And they never get credit for it. They're never honored. They're always dishonored. They live in caves. They live in holes. These men and women are not worthy of this world. That's what scripture says, Hebrews chapter 11. And these men and women of faith that have lived in the pits and have lived in the caves and have lived in the holes are about to have the rewards by staying faithful to God the Father through the great tribulation and Babylon the Great. And you're coming out the other side this season by the manifestation of your mature sonship. And the Father is promoting you from the pit to the palace overnight in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Partner with Red Letter Ministries. Donate redletterman.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.